Hi, I'm Martha from Primary Paradise Teaching, and this is Author to Teacher, conversations with published authors about writing, teaching, and how we can support our students. During each episode, I'll chat with some amazing authors about their experiences as students, their journeys as writers, and their insights into teaching and learning from their unique perspectives. My hope is that these conversations will give teachers usable insight into how we can inspire our students to find their passion and voice as writers. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Author to Teacher. Today, I have the honor and privilege of speaking with someone who is an author, a speaker, also a teacher, and all around an amazing human being. Um, And of course, I'm talking about my guest tonight, Jasmine Wright. So thank you for joining me today, Jasmine. Thanks, Martha. How are you? I feel like this is our first time really talking. (laughs) I know, I know. I So when Jasmine went viral with her push through affirmation, what was that, 2016? Yes, 2016, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I saw it because it went viral, and I mean, I like cried. It was it was so good, and still now, sometimes when I'm you know having a moment, I might pull it up. And then you had your zap <laughs> campaign, and you've been doing all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to give you a minute to tell us whatever you want to tell us about yourself, and then we'll get right into the conversation. All right, for those who don't really know me, I am Jasmine. Um, I just finished my 11th year teaching in a classroom. 11 years and people still think I'm like 21, but I'm not, I'm 32. (laughs) But I finished my 11th year teaching. Um, I've taught in Philadelphia, Tennessee, Delaware, and I've did some things abroad as well. In addition to being a teacher, I also have a nonprofit called the Push Through Organization. And I do, I wear many hats with that. Let's put it that way from keynote speaking to curriculum building, to consulting, to author visits, to a lot of many things and yeah. That's that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a busy, busy woman. The reason I wanted to have you on is on top of the teaching and all the other things, you, you've you also written a book, which is a really mm-hmm. great picture book with your kind of really unique perspective. I have some questions, so I'm going to hop right in. So the right. first one is, did you always want to be an author or is that something that was kind of an unexpected part of your journey? I've always loved writing. I love poetry. I love spoken word. I am the girl who will, well, before iPhones or phones came out, I would just write random notes um, and leave them all around the house, around my mom's house. So I, I've always loved writing. I don't know if I wanted to be an author, but I I always wrote poems or short stories and things like that. It actually wasn't until Push Through went viral that I realized, I think I'm going to I think I want to be an author now. I think I want to make a book out of this to have a legacy that outlives the verbal mantra itself. So, <laughs> Which is such a cool thing about writing that I think, and I'm, I'm sure we'll probably get into this more, but like leaving something bigger than yourself. When we give our kids the understanding that writing something down is going to outlive you, I think mm-hmm. that's really powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I wanted something that outlives me. Push through with audio, it's, it's visual and we're in the world of technology now and everyone can see it, but I wanted something that kids can hold in, in their hands <laughs> that, yeah. that can inspire them outside of, you know, outside of 
the 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 basic or or the mainstream. And you know, not everyone. You know, some kids are everybody's diverse. Some you know people maybe hard of hearing or they're deaf or they're mute. But it's just something that's in your hands that you can physically hold to inspire yourself. Is what I wanted to have a legacy. Is what I wanted. Yeah. And I think you created that with all of the things that you've done. What experiences in school impacted your, your journey as a writer? Like, were there any things that stand out good or bad? Yeah. Um, it's definitely the kids. I will say every, my kids and spirit, uh, have like influenced everything that I do. Everything I would say is more so the kids and it is administration. Mm -hmm. Um, the the, like the conversations that I have with them and their parents and their, their own experiences, like everything I've experienced with kids, have influenced me in my writing, hearing their stories. I think a lot of times, you know, as educators, we're uh, when we're like we're, we're teaching, we're teaching something academic, and we're teaching reading, math, writing, but we're not really learning our kids. Uh, for from my experience, and I, I I learned my babies, like I've learned them, their ins, their outs, their who, what, when, where's, and why's. They're they're them. I know them as individuals, as people, not even just as students, as people. And I think their experiences are what kind of influences me in my writing or even how I move or how I or what I write about or what I do in my work right now they 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 definitely inspire me I can see that for Mm -hmm. sure because it seems like you you kind of feed off of each other like they inspire you and and probably in turn you inspire them oh yes we're a big family (laughs) we are a big family inside of the classroom (laughs) yeah which is awesome that's the way it should be um, so mm-hmm. let's talk about Jasmine as a student. So when you were a student, how did you feel about writing in school? I loved it. I loved it. I was a teacher's pet, Martha, believe it or not. I know, but I didn't do it on purpose. I wasn't like, a, <laughs> I wasn't like the, the teacher's pet where I would try to suck up or I was just, I was just me. I loved learning. I, um, I loved writing and I just loved everything academic. I was a geek. You guys you can say that. Um, <laughs> But with, with, with school and writing, I, I loved it. Now, to be honest with you, what I really, I'm, I just started a doctoral program. I start like in two weeks. But to be honest with you, I'm, I'm actually a bit nervous um, with the writing because I'm such a, a free writer. My writing is poetry. My writing is freedom. My writing is expression. My writing is, 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 is Jasmine. And, and so now I'm afraid my first time in my writing career to embark on this new journey as because it's I'm about to get engaged in scholarly writing um, with the citations and, and things like that. And so I say that to say that I've always loved writing. However, I'm about to embark on a new journey right now that's going to cause me to uh, step out of my comfort zone and push through. Yeah, it's going to make it definitely <laughs> going to push about, you. I'm like, yeah, scholarly. What? I just I just want to write like me. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and it's hard. And actually, last week I talked to Jarrett Lerner and we talked a lot about how he felt like the creativity part was lacking when he was growing up. And I think Mm -hmm. for you, you give that to your students because you model that. But yeah, it's almost like this balance because we do need to and our students do need to be able to write expressively, but also scholarly as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Definitely. It's a it's a skill. It's a skill. But I'm, I'm excited for the journey. (laughs) <laughs> well, best of luck. I'm sure you're going to do an awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to push through. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you are really big on affirmations and like spoken word. So do you think that has any impact on your students writing kind of that spoken word use and like the affirmations that you do? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I teach in the inner city intentionally, but because I feel like that's where my impact is the biggest. 
Um, and a lot of times children will say things like, I don't like writing or I don't like reading or, you know, this is stupid or I, I, I can't do this. And I, what I want them to know is that writing, again, is, is it's it's expression. Um, so I, I do a lot of they do a lot of like a reflective kind of writing in their journals. I love journals. I love journals. And my rule with the journals are I don't I don't check your journals. I don't check them for grammar. I don't check them for punctuation. I, I don't check them for thought completion. The only thing I'm going to do is monitor the room as you're writing to make sure that you're actually writing. Because I think it's really, it's powerful, the art of, of reflection, period. Um, and I will say that there have been, um, like my students, the ones who uh, who were like really opposed to writing, have gone from writing three words in their journals to saying things such as, hey, Miss Wright, I need two more minutes. I need two more minutes. Because they're writing and because they're they're loving the art of expressing. Uh, themselves and reflecting. And I think that's, that's, that's poetry right there. That's affirmation right there. Like it doesn't, poetry isn't, there's no restriction there. There's, there's no, there's no rule with that, right? There's, there's nothing there. It's, 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 it's you, it's you, your thoughts, your brain and your emotion. And you put it on paper. And I think kids don't know that they love it until they start engaging in it. My kids, the ones, I'm talking the ones who I got to sharpen my pencil every two seconds, but it's really, really sharpened already, but they really want to sharpen it again because they don't want to really write. So they, <laughs> so they want to get up there. They're writing, Martha, they're writing and they love it. They love it because I'm not there over their shoulder being a nitpicker. All I care about is, did you express yourself? And, and, and they're exactly, telling me I'm not done yet. Yeah, it's expression. And they love it. My babies love it. And that's it. exactly like the whole thing that sparked the, these conversation I wanted to have is that I think that the technical piece of writing is actually pretty simple. I mean, it's it can be complicated, but really, you know, you put a period at the end of the sentence. You only want one subject and one predicate. Okay, but I think mm -hmm. that sometimes in teaching our students those technical things that right, we feel like they have to learn for the test. Yeah, we yeah. suck out that creativity and that joy from it and just giving them a space, even if you also have to teach those other things, because of course you do, but giving them the space to journal and express themselves, them, yes. however. Yes, and you know what's even more beautiful than that, than not even the journaling piece, my babies love to, I always say my babies, not even my kids, but <laughs> they love to um, share. That's a bigger skill as well, to share their writing. That sharing encourages them to even write more, if that even makes any kind of sense, because they're not used to sharing what they write down. Um, and so once we write, and we engage in this kind of reflection piece and they share it encourages them to like sometimes they're like okay wait 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 never mind i, I want to write more I, i'm sharing but i, I want to write more i'm not done and that's beautiful writing is intimate to me mm -hmm. right it, it's personal because people have their own insecurities with the writing or things that they're doing um and when and when kids step outside of that their comfort zone and they just express you you have no idea what doors are opening up for them when we do that and that was actually my next question. I was going to say, do you have them share? Because like you said, you know, when you're showing your writing, that's such an intimate thing and such it a is. personal thing. And it, you know, especially if you're writing about yourself and your feelings. Mm -hmm. But like you said, when you say it out loud is when you're like, oh, this is really good. Or like, oh, this needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. We love to share. We share. We share. And, you know, it, it's where I have to kind of push them. And in the beginning, I had to push them to share because it's it's a safety zone. You have to create that. So I, I always model first, which I have no problem being um, vulnerable with my kids. <laughs> they know like just as much about me as my parents do. Like they, they know everything. But I feel like that's something we have to model. But I want them to see that it's OK to express. Um, and mm -hmm. so like I model first. 
Um, and then they share or if they're too shy, I kind of call on them a little bit. I kind of push them um, a bit to share. But once they do that, they love it. I'm, I'm telling you, Martha, I'm talking about the the toughest of toughest students standing up, reading their work and sharing and safe doing it. And it's just it's kind of rewarding, if, if I may say. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very rewarding. <laughs> And the fact it's a testament to you as a teacher that you have been able to create a safe enough space for your students mm -hmm. that they're okay with doing that. I mean, I'm I'm sure it takes some time into the school year oh, to do that. Them. Oh, they hate me in the beginning. They hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hate me. They're just like this lady is crazy. This lady is weird. Or no, no, no. This lady is just different. Um, and so, but we learn each other as we go. Yeah, they're used to it. They're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so. How connected, and I know you already kind of mentioned a love of reading, how connected do you feel like is, uh, it is to inspire our students to love reading in order to help them improve their writing? Do you see a connection there? I do. I'm, I'm going to play a bit of a, a, a devil's advocate a little bit. Like, but for me, reading has made me love writing even more. Um, like, I, I can get inspired by anything. However, not however, and whatever, whatever <laughs> the word is, the conjunction is, but I just know some kids who haven't found the text yet that that makes them realize that they love to read kids will tell you real quick i don't i don't like reading i don't like but they haven't found the book yet that really matches or piques their interest however i will say that i know some kids or even people right? i feel like everybody has a book in them everybody everybody has an experience that he or she has encountered everybody has gone through something that worthy of text and in, in, mm -hmm. in, 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 in my opinion whether it's children text or whether it's a young adult or teen everybody has something in them that the world can benefit from and i just know some people like i'm just frankly speaking and honestly speaking i have a cousin right now right he is um he's my very very close he's incarcerated he's a he's a good guy he just made mm -hmm. a mistake right really good guy made a mistake and um he has never probably read a book a day in his life, Martha. But when I speak to him, right, and, and when he expresses himself and he and um, we speak often and he talks about his story or says something, it, it, it draws me in. And mm -hmm. the way that he articulates his words or the way that he paints that picture, I'm like, man, you're going to write the hell out of a book one day. Right. And, and he, uh, seriously, and he, he's, like, he's like, I'm not a writer. I'm not, I'm not a writer. I don't I don't I'm not writing a book. I say you have no idea what you have inside of you. But his he, he, he is a writer, you know, and, and I think that a lot of times people think you don't have to be the best reader to be the best writer is, is what I'm saying. But when I hear him speak, I hear nothing but books. I hear nothing but bestsellers. I hear nothing but New York Times list and Amazon. I hear nothing but something that somebody else can benefit from. He's great. And, and that's how I see some of my kids as well. Some of them aren't the, the best readers or writers or mathematicians and they're annoying and I love them to death, but, <laughs> but they have a book in them. And when they express themselves, sometimes I'm like, wow, that will make a really decent book. Did mm -hmm. you ever think about that? And they're like, no, I don't, I don't like writing. I'm like, you don't even know what you have inside of you. And so I don't, I think reading is very fundamental to be a great writer. It's, it's extremely fundamental. But at the, at the same time, I want people to know you don't you don't gotta be the best reader to be the best writer. It's some it's some bestsellers out there that's living inside of you right now. But we're afraid of grammar, and I'm like people. You could pay people for that. You can do all that. You can just talk to the talk to the what is it the voice recorder? That's yeah, voice recorder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talk. Let them write it for us. So that's that's what celebrities are doing now. And so just <laughs> just talk. And then, but I just feel like everybody has a book in them, whether you, whether you read well yeah. or not. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a really good point, because if we don't believe that of our students, then we're not in the right profession. 
Like if you can't look at every single one of the children sitting in front of you mm-hmm. and feel like they have potential and that they have a story to tell. And, and um, I, again, I talked with Jared about this last week about how everybody has a story in them and just life. I mean, your life is a story. Yeah. You know, when my, when my kids don't know what to write, I always just say like, well, what did you do this weekend? Mm-hmm. And they start telling me storytelling is, is a fundamental aspect of being a human. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I, I love your baby girls, by the way. They're so oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. they're not just babies anymore. They're getting I big. Know, I know. I know. The push through video. I saw that. That's my frame of reference for them. The yeah. Video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, though? I mean, we, we have the we have your book. We read it frequently. Um, that's kind of, a, we, you know, we are really all about like working through the things we have to work through because it's a human thing. You have to work through stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, well, we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but what mm-hmm. impact has your writing and like your speaking and all of the things you've done had on your classroom? Yeah. So, okay. I told you I've been teaching for 11 years, right? I just finished my 11th year and people think that push through and 2016 was, you know, but no, I've been doing that since like 2010. <laughs> push through just happened to, you know, make his mark on the world. But I I, I was pushed through before push through went viral. <laughs> um, and um, since 2010, I've always had these things called mama moments. And my babies and I, we, uh, we write. That's what we do. Like they, my, my, my writing has helped us bond. It's helped them bond with each other. It's, it's helped me connect with them. I don't know. I, I feel like everybody has a gift and that gift of mine has made me stronger in my professional work and made me more effective in my work. So, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. I also feel like just your unwillingness in a good way, your unwillingness to let your students kind of slide oh, is yeah, probably uh, so yeah, I don't play that. <laughs> I don't play that. <laughs> no, yeah, no. That, that the bar is high. Um, the bar is high because I because I I, I see them. I, I I see them, and and I know that they have more than the mediocrity that they that that they that they show and display. I I, I know that they have more. So the beauty of it all, though, Martha, is that I don't only push them; they push me as well. And that's where the accountability piece is, and that's why. We like, we coexist so well, and we do well. We 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 push each other. We push the heck out of each other. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't let them slide. Yeah, <laughs> and I've I mean, and we yeah. a thin line between empathy and sympathy, and uh, like I I empathize with them, and I can uh, meet them where they are in their emotion, and I can feel with them, but I don't allow them to lack and slack at the same time. Like empathy, but I don't, I don't enable them in any way. I'm like, I understand you're going through something. Me too. I'm going to give you about 10 minutes <laughs> to get together. I love you. And I'm going to check you. I'm pushing. You're going to hate me right now. You're going to hate me probably tomorrow too and next week and the day after that. But, 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 you know, I love you at the end of the day. So yeah, I hope there's a very high bar in my classroom. So. Yeah. I mean, as there should be, because of course, you know, at the end of the day, our responsibility is to prepare these kids to go out into the world and be adults who can yeah. function. Yeah, you know, and definitely. hopefully also feel like complete humans yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Another Jasmine as a student question. So tell me about your favorite teacher you ever had. It could be elementary, high school, middle school, college. You know, I saw that question. I never had a favorite teacher. Like, I can't <laughs> think of that one teacher who was really, like, transformational or just impactful in my life. But what I can think about 
is um it was not even a really a teacher it was he was an educator but he wasn't my teacher per se mm-hmm. but I, I remember when I studied abroad in 2009, I was in Ghana. I remember I was like checking in, or not checking, what's the word? I don't know. I was registering for classes at the at the University of, of Ghana. And uh, there was uh, the check-in guy. What's the word? Registrar? I don't know. Registrar. <laughs> and I still remember, I was 19. I'm 32. I was 19. I, like to this day, I remember him. He said something like, um, he saw my ID, my student ID. And he said to me, he was like, um, he was like Jasmine Wright. Right. Are you related to the Wright brothers? And the Wright brothers invented the airplane and things like that. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know them at all. But that, you know, we laughed with a little cheesy laugh. But then he said to me as I walked off, he said, okay, he said, so what will you do to leave a legacy like them? What will you do to leave, you know, to have an impact? And I just stared at him and we just really locked eyes. This was in Ghana. And we just, it was like a really weird, intimate, but strong and powerful moment. And, and I was like, I don't know yet. And he was like, think about it and gave my ID back. And I still remember him to this day. And, and like, even I would push through, like, I literally remember this. I don't know that man's name. I don't know anything about him. I forgot what he looked like, but I remember his words and the impact of it. And that's the impact of the teacher, right? Those, those seeds are so powerful. Martha, those, those link, it could be three words. It can be five words. It can be, it can be a sentence. It could be a conversation, but those, th- that's the power of a teacher. It, it, it's more than what you're learning ag- academically, right? It's, it's those, those moments. Are we taking advantage of those moments to be effective in our lives and in our roles? And in that moment, he was effective for me. And I still think about that man to this day, not like that, but you know, but <laughs> I still think about that moment. It was just powerful for me. Inside. That is, I mean, yeah. I got goosebumps when you mm-hmm. said that. I mean, what an amazing thing. And honestly, I'm so curious now if he would even recall that because it sounds like he was probably the kind of person who just was walking around like, I'm going to just fill people's cups. Yeah, he filled, he filled my cup that day. It literally stuck with me. And I'm big on words, period. I love words and writing, you know, author. And if only he knew those words still stick with me. Like, I just want to walk by him and be like, hey, remember, hey, guess what? I made an impact. I did something. Had the thing called push through. Like, I just want to walk by him and just, and just ramble off everything to him. But I don't even know what that man was like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the internet is everywhere. So he, yeah. for all you know, he's seen your push through. He's probably seen, maybe he's cheering you on yeah, from Ghana. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so what would you tell if there, you know, if you had a 10 year old in front of you who said, I want to write a book one day, what should I do? What would you tell them? Start. Just write. <laughs> like literally um, just write a, a lot of times. And I'm like speaking to a few people now who are like interested in writing a book and they're asking. It's so interesting, Martha. Like people are asking me advice or what do I do? What's the process of writing a book? I'm like, I don't know. Just write. <laughs> and I feel like that's it. Just just write. And I, and I think write without restriction or hesitation of a, or, or, or thought, or is this right? Does this make sense? Just write and your words will find you. Like you don't find them. They find you just write. And a lot of times also, I'm a dreamer. I tell my kids all the time. They're like, when we do our free writing, they're like, well, I don't know what to write about. I'm like, what did you dream about last night? Did you dream anything last night? Like the movie Alice in Wonderland is so whatever, but that's actually pretty decent to me. I'm such a kid. I'm so weird with thinking because I'm like, this man had to have a dream or something to write this movie, Alice in Wonderland. Like this is a a really animated kind of movie. And I feel like a lot of times we can just take an experience or a dream or something and bring it to life. Like just write about it. That's it. Don't think about the characters or, you know, if that's how you work, then that's how you work. But don't think about the plot. Don't think about just write. 
Mm-hmm. Just write. And as your thoughts go, you go with it. So that's that's my advice. Just write. And um, I would also, you know, tell kids to be careful who they share their writing with when they like just just be careful or be strong enough to in your writing to not be discouraged by haters. <laughs> Or people who I think have the vision that you have. Because mm-hmm. not everybody's, not everybody's going to have your vision. Yeah, so and that's careful. so true because, I mean, how many books would I pick up and then want to put down because it's not my thing, but it's a bestseller? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that. That's right. That's such great advice because that's the, the key. You know, you write what you have and then give it to somebody else and find somebody who likes it and wants to publish it. Exactly. And then he or she will help you hone in your idea. Um, and bring it to life. And I think a lot of times we're scared of that leap of faith of just doing it. I'm talking to myself right now at the moment, by the way. Um, and is that like that that leap is is all it takes. And but once you take that leap, everything else figures itself out. But a lot of times people are scared of the leap. I'm scared of the leap. So yeah, I mean, so a great example of that, not a book, but I've had the idea for this for author to teacher for mm. more than six months, and I was like. First of all, nobody's going to want to watch this. Nobody's going to want to listen to this. No one's going to care, you know. And then I finally did it. And I think a lot of times kids see the end product. Like they see, oh, Miss Wright wrote a book. But they may not see the process and the work and the doubt that went into that. So I think being honest with our kids is is a big thing. Well, I'm proud of you for author the teacher (laughs) in your podcast. You go, girl. (laughs) Thank you. I have another question for you. So what keeps you going when you want to give up? I'm very spiritual. So uh, my spirituality is me going and, but not, but, but deeper down, it's it's the why. It's the work that I do, my why. And that sounds so cliche because I can't stand cliche things, but it's the truth for me. Like the why, I really believe that everything we do is bigger than us. This is bigger. It's bigger than Jasmine. It's bigger than me feeling like I'm tired. It's bigger than you feeling like, oh, why me? It's, it's, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about any. It's, it's about the work. And uh, what keeps me going is the work, the assignment. And also, I'm, I'm just trying to hear well done when I die. <laughs> I want God to tell me well done. That's it. Well done. Like, I, I want to hear the, you used everything that I gave you, Jasmine. You used everything that I gave you and you were effective. Well done. That keeps me going. I love that. And I mean, and you do, you use your gifts so well. I know one of your big, big things is teaching every student, every person you come in contact with Mm -hmm. that we all have our gift, whatever that may be. Um, So how do you uh, draw that out of your students? It's really hard, especially when kids, okay, so the class was interesting because you have well, now it's like 11 kids, but back in the day before pre-COVID, you had like 20 kids, right? And you got to think about each kid comes from a different background, a different background, different upbringing, a different setting, a different home structure. They're, you literally, they're literally, including myself, 21 different upbringings in the same four walls. And we're in these four walls. You spend the hours together within these four walls, like literally hours together. And everybody, you have to try to get them to um, be on one accord or to eventually adopt a new, not a new way, but a like a like a shared way of thinking. If that makes sense, like basically everybody's come from every, all over space. However, in this in, in these four walls, we think this way. It's a challenge, but it's it, but it's it, it's built through relationships and trust mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. But once I built that common language in the, amongst these four walls of these many different personalities, 
then it's easier for me to try to get them to uh, see their gift or their own. Now, I tell my kids like a lot, like, I don't I don't know what you do well. I don't I don't know. I might if I see it, I'll call it out. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I mean, I don't know what your gifts are. I don't know why you're put here on Earth. I don't know. But what I do know is that you're somebody. And what mm-hmm. I do know is that you have a diamond inside you, like you have a diamond inside of us. And we might not know what that diamond is right now. But what we're going to do in this class is we're going to practice just skills itself to to make your diamond that much shinier. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to teach you how to believe in yourself. I'm going to teach you how to encourage yourself. I'm going to teach you how to um, not quit unless you choose to. Sometimes it's okay to quit. But, you know, I'm going to teach you how to how to choose. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to manage these emotions. I'm going to teach you who you are so that you know, like so that when it comes time for you to find out your diamond, you already practice the skills to be able to shine it yourself. The, the, the kids in the classroom, I don't necessarily bring out their gifts. I will say I don't necessarily. I'm not God, right? I'm not. I'm not a magician, you know. But but I, but I do want them to know that each kid, the, whether you know that you're a great singer or you don't know what you're going to do in your life, that you know that, that you're a somebody, and mm-hmm. that 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 you're worthy, and that there's something inside of you that you're just as good as anybody else and i try to remove imposter syndrome and i do that by using myself as an example because i have imposter syndrome myself i use myself as an example to try to help them and what kids need to know a lot of times is that teachers right they they are human beings i tell my kids all the time i I bleed just like you you know i bleed just like you when i when i when i when i'm cut i cry like you when i'm hurting i eat when i'm hungry just like you I get irritated just like you. I I make mistakes just like you. I'm just like you. We're not different. We're the same. And I want them to and when they understand that and then I don't know, it's where so so now that they see me as a human, they also see me in my push through journey as well. So they can they I feel like that's intentional with what I do. For them to see me as a human, but also see me as a professional and push through so they can say, Well, okay, so maybe you don't have to be a facade to be this way. Like you Human beings, this is this is what a human being looks like. I can be a human being, and then I can I can be professional at the same time. Like it's not, I'm not I'm sure if I'm, I'm articulating that correctly, but I just want my kids to know that I'm not pushed through or this person who is I ain't Oprah. I'm darn sure not Oprah. I'm not not I'm not Michelle Obama. I am Jasmine Wright, and I love Jasmine Wright. And Jasmine Wright is you know is can you can still be yourself and still be elevated at the same time. And I want my babies to know that no matter what they go through, who they are, that that they're good enough. You might gotta work on some things because you need to be refined in some areas because they a little they a little rough. But <laughs> they a little rough. But I want them to know that they can you're fine. You don't have to be like this person or be like that person or your story is perfect for you. You're just because you had this experience doesn't doesn't disqualify you. It actually qualifies you even more because now you have more content <laughs> because you've been there and done that. So that's what I want my babies to see, the human being and the authenticity and that you, your you is enough. Your you is enough. And, and, and that's it. I mean, I think you just said so many great things <laughs> in there talking about, number one, you being vulnerable and how it's good for our students to see that we are real people. I tell mm-hmm. my kids all the time, I make mistakes all the time and you can tell me, I'm mm-hmm. gonna spell word wrong. I'm gonna forget that it's recess time. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah. at the same time, that means, you know, this is a two-way relationship. Yeah. So, 
you know, when you make a mistake, I'm going to tell you too, you know, in, yeah. a, in a respectful way. And also, <laughs> I think just you, you know, pouring into your students and letting them know that you believe with every, every part of your heart that they are someone, that they have a purpose, like you always say, and that they're they're made for something. I mean, yeah. that gives them the confidence to try things. Yes. So they can find their purpose. So that's that's yes. so powerful. Yes. Yes. I love that. It makes them want to try things. Kids are afraid mm-hmm. to take risks more than adults are. They're so they're so afraid of falling or they're afraid of making a mistake or they're afraid of being stuck. But yeah, I mm-hmm. I really encourage my kids to try different things. Yeah. I have to say, because you've, you've mostly, well, I know you've taught kindergarten too. And I've always taught the younger guys for the most part. I've taught older too, but I think that in a way as teachers, sometimes we're the reason they're afraid to take risks because my Mm. kindergartners and first graders, they don't care. I mean, I have a two-year-old. You're right. You're right. (laughs) He doesn't care. But my seven-year-old, we have to have a lot of conversations about, you know, you can try this. It's okay to just try. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes, and I think that's just life and being more self-aware. But I do Mm -hmm. think sometimes teachers kind of suck that risk-taking desire out of kids because, you know, they want to get the good grade and they want to do the right thing. Yes. Yes. So even, so even we with uh, me with grading, I grade a little different. Martha, I grade a little bit because I'm not really a stickler for anything standardized or traditional, period. <laughs> and like, that's just me. I'm a little rubble a little bit, a little bit in a good way. Because I just, I feel like this, but, but with the, the grading, so even when I grade um, assignments, I grade it. You, you know, you get the grade you deserve. <laughs> you fail, you fail. Or, but, but I'm commenting on everything. Mm-hmm. I don't care if there were 15 questions on the test and you got 13 wrong. Um, now, actually, it also depends on the kid, because I know if you didn't study on purpose, then you're you going to get the real jamming. But if I know if you try your best <laughs> and you have 13 wrong, I am commenting the heck out of those two that you got right. You know, it was like, I'm so proud of you. You did your absolute best. I'm so proud of you. Next time you're going to get three right. <laughs> you know, but that's just me on my paper. But you still got that F. I ain't going to lie. So you still failed it. But <laughs> You still have but to it's being... I'm not circling that. I'm circling the comment that I made instead. So it's about the details of that. For my babies to know that I'm proud of you. And I know, I know you tried your best. I know you. And we spoke and I know you. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And I think kids need to know that. And that encourages them to take more risks. To mm-hmm. hear, I believe in you. I'm proud of you. You can do it. Those four, four simple words will catapult or change somebody's life, period. Like I was at the gym the other day and uh, my trainer said to me the other day, you got it, Jasmine. You have no idea how to hype me up, Martha. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm like lifting. Like, I got it. <laughs> but, but even as an adult, we we're, you will be surprised how, how four words can really motivate you. Don't take four words. That's it. Four words. So. And it's, it's like you said earlier, words are so powerful. I know, you know, everybody likes to hear that they can do it. Like you said. Yeah. Everybody likes to hear that they have potential. And what you just said about how you grade reminds me of a TED talk. And I'm tr- I can't remember her name, but there was a teacher who was gave a whole thing about basically motivating kids and kind of I, I'm going to have to I have to remember her name anyway. But she talks about if someone got 50 or 48 wrong out of 50, she's going to she writes plus two on the top of the paper. And the first time oh, she did it, I it. I did it that. but I failed. And she said, 
yeah, but you got two right. Next time you'll get yeah. three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's her name? You don't. Oh, you don't know. You, you forgot. I, I forgot. I want to say it, okay. it starts with a P. Maybe I actually think she passed away. If you if you search if you Google motivational education TED Talk, I think hers is the like the first one that comes up. Okay. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. It's a good one. As an author and a teacher, what do you think is one thing most teachers are missing in their classroom? Like, what's one thing that in general, teachers are, are probably missing the mark. One or a million, because I got a lot. But I'll start with one. No, I think representation is really important um, with books um, and, and the reading and writing, or just kids have to be able to identify uh, with something, with the characters in a book, or with the, 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 the context of the text itself, or even a story, period. Not even just the characters of, of race, but as far as the story, the plot. I think representation <laughs> in all aspects um, is missing from the classroom, I had a kid, uh, this was not teaching third grade, and he told me he didn't like reading. I'm like, you don't like reading? And you know, but he was a really great reader, right? You know, it was really quick, but he didn't like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't, I, you know, I just think books are dumb or, or books, you know, they're not fun to read. I said, so what if I like, you know, was to write a, you know, a story right now that tells you if I had a million dollars hidden in the classroom, was, you know, I'm so, I'm so random. And I wrote a story or write a letter. I wrote a letter to you about how to find a million dollars in the classroom. Would you read the letter? He said, yeah. I said, would you enjoy the letter? He said, of course, dumb is right. I said, okay, so it's not that you don't enjoy reading. You, have found, you haven't found something that interests you yet, that interests you yet. And I think that's with kids. Like they, they need to learn how to love reading. And it's not their fault. The texts in school suck. They suck. They suck. Now, now, to me, they're good because I'm a teacher. I'm like, this is a good plot. This is great. But, but for my baby, they have to connect. They have to connect to the to, to the text, and that's what's missing. Um, so I think schools should do a better job. Um, admin schools, teachers, whatever period, to do a better job of just bringing that um, diversity or representation into the classroom. So they need yeah. that, and then kids will love it. They will love it. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally agree with you, and I think. It's something that's it's so frustrating that like textbooks especially are just so far behind. I mean, it's still nowhere is where it needs to be, but it is nice that more and more you're seeing better options for children's yeah. books. But it's we're not yeah. there yet. We're not. We're definitely not. Now. You know, with the pandemic, right? I feel like there is uh, some kind of positivity that's coming from it in the midst of it being crazy. I feel like people are learning now. Like this is the first mm-hmm. time in the world, not even just the US, in the world where the entire world stopped at the same time. That's powerful. Like the entire world, the economy, the schools, jobs, everything in the entire world stopped at once together um, mm-hmm. at the same time. And I think there's so much to learn from that. And But I, I feel like schools know now, not know now, they don't, but they're learning now with the new rules, they're including, you know, diversity and equity, inclusion, all that. But like, I think hopefully that has taught them to um, revamp some things, especially in education. Yeah, hopefully things are revamped and they don't go back to quote unquote normal because normal yeah. wasn't normal wasn't working. It didn't no. work for my babies, at least. It ain't working no, for and it's, so. it's not. And I do think slowly, <laughs> slowly, there's more of an awareness and understanding of the needs of everyone and the need to include people. I mean, so I'm teaching in an IB school now mm-hmm. and you know, it's, we live in a global world, yeah. you know, something that happens in a country on the other side of the world can impact your, you know, our students, all of our students. So. Mm-hmm. 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 
hopefully schools are, uh, they just transition to innovation and creativity. I, I hope you're right. So I'm scrolling through to see if there's any questions. I see a lot of people agreeing with things, but I'm not seeing questions right now. I think one of your students is on here or was on here. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone said, hey, Miss Wright. <laughs> My kids follow me on Instagram. That's cool. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time. This was so informative. I feel like I learned so much and got so much from this. And I know that all of the people who watched and all the teachers who watched and then people who will watch it in the future will, will learn a lot from you as well. So hopefully, thank hopefully. you. Thank you for having me, Martha. I have to tell everyone, this is outside of my comfort zone. So thank you for getting me on live. I'm, I'm a little, believe it or not, I'm a behind the scenes kind of person. So <laughs> getting on live was, was me taking a, a leap of faith in, but thank you. And I think what you have is beautiful. I'm excited to watch your next one. And to thank watch you so, so much. Grow and to watch your Instagram uh, lives grow. So this is great. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> and best of luck with your doctoral program. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Pray for me. Oh, Lord, pray for me. Just write it all in poet. Just just send them poetry and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, what is this? I'm like, it's it's me. No, we want scholarly, not not poetry. Look, okay. (laughs) Maybe maybe you can open a whole new window into like scholarly poetry. Just got to cite it. Just cite it and it'll be fine. (laughs) We'll see. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for taking the time to speak to us. And thank you for everyone who's tuned in and joined us. I will be back next week for episode three of Author to Teacher with another author. So have a fantastic night. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Primary Paradise Teaching Author to Teacher. You can find more engaging, effective, and simple teaching ideas from Primary Paradise at myprimaryparadise.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Primary Paradise. Be sure to tune in next time for more engaging conversations related to teaching. Keep learning and teach on.